You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the last two-minute report that came out yesterday about our Bulls and ask the question, with, with, if some different calls went the Bulls' way, would we have a completely different outlook on this team? We're going to get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. Uh, BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, as expected, the last two-minute report came out. Um, they're, they're, listen. Jared Allen committed a foul, as we know, uh, the lane violation by Donovan Mitchell. Basically, the Bulls should have won that game. Yep. And this is a the one in a bevy of games that if you look at, what is it, four or five games that if you look are, at the last two-minute report yeah. that the Bulls either should have or could have won based off free throws. You know, I, on, on my on Central, I, I'm a little bit more hands, uh, gloves off there in which I have outright – blame the referees for point shaving. I won't necessarily bring that over here, but I do think that something needs to be done. You just did. You kind of just did. (laughs) I guess so. Um, Damn, I just trumped the hell out of that, didn't I? I've said that over there. I won't say it here. You literally I I won't say that here, but you know. (laughs) But with that being said, Pat, (laughs) how do you feel about all, like, and it's more than just the Bulls. I know we talk about Bulls yep. here, and I want to make sure that I painted in the light that the reason why I say what I said is because it's not just the Bulls. There's, of course, we're Bulls focused yes. here, but there's been a lot of missed calls so far this season. How do you feel about it, Pat? Yeah, I mean, I, it's like we've talked about the last couple of days this week, right? Adam Silver has to get this un, underhand. I mean, there's two games now uh, that you've cost the Chicago Bulls just first Cleveland. Um, we've seen this cost Golden State poor calls. We've seen this cost Boston poor calls. We've seen this cost Milwaukee poor calls. We see right like it it happens. It works a lot more in Milwaukee's favor. Uh, it happens, right? It really does. And here is the thing that I'll say especially in that Bulls game yesterday, when the game is officiated as poorly as it was, it changes how players have to play. Mm -hmm. When it's officiated as one-sided as it was in that third quarter, it changes how players have to play. When when you're not going to call it the same at the end of that game, it changes how players have to play, and that takes you completely out of your game, and that's how you end up losing a game. And it's not only that, right? Like the refs, the refs orchestrated history. The NBA referees orchestrated history yesterday. Donovan Mitchell would have had a really, really good game yesterday, but he would not have gotten anywhere near 71 points. Mm. He'd have gotten near it. I mean, he was already near it by the end of the He was near 50 piece. 50. Can we give him 50 piece? Well, no, because he, he ended up getting what? He get ended up getting the 22 uh, free throws. So no, I'm saying in in re- well, if I'm that's the whole game. I'm just saying literally, if if they call him on that lane violation, they call Jared Allen on that travel. We don't go to overtime. 
Oh yeah, we don't. It's, we win the game point, outright. It's still, it's still a sixty piece. Still a sixty piece. Still a sixty piece. Still a really good game. Donovan yeah. Mitchell cooked. They end up losing the game. But you created history yesterday by missing calls. And if anything, right, that's where Adam Silver to me needs to step up. And I, I'm a I'm gonna ask you this, right? Because I think here's the here's the reality of it. We've seen this happen to the Bulls at a minimum four times this season. I got to mm -hmm. who sent the tweet? Somebody sent us the tweet today. I'm gonna see if I can find him just to shout him out, man. We appreciate all of you guys who who uh, do a lot of research on the back end and stuff like that. We do be fact checking some of y'all because some of y'all be capping. But uh, <laughs> but um. It'd be some cap in there, bro. They'd be like, this is the stat that told me that the Bulls could be a championship team two years ago. It'd be like, with, with who? Uh, but no. <laughs> um, essentially, the Bulls have had been in the last two-minute report four times this season. They have – so here it is. Shout out to Honest Bulls fan, at Honest Bulls fan on Twitter. Uh, said, at the Wizards, no foul call on DeRozan's three. Versus the Knicks, no foul call on P. Will. Versus the Cavs, no foul call on DeMar DeRozan's shot. At the Cavs, no call for the lane violation. That is four games, four games, all of which were in game-winning situations, two of those which would have sent our guy to the free-throw line to win it. Not saying he does, but would have sent our guy to the free-throw line to win it. We would have been 20-17 and 17 instead of 16-21, and 21, which is where we sit right now. Does that change your mindset around this Bulls team right now? That would put you at, I believe, a sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I think absolutely. I think while some Bulls fans would still be a little bit disappointed by that, to have the Bulls. For sure. Yeah, to have, but to have the Bulls in an improved Eastern Conference still out, outside of the play-in, right, because that sixth seed wouldn't, wouldn't be for the play-in, it completely changes the outlook of this season for a lot of people. Yeah, the Bulls still need to do something, in which we'll talk about in the next segment, what do the Bulls need to do, but – it, it changes the energy around the team. Now, I still will say this, right? Even with those those calls and stuff, there's still something to be said that the Bulls shouldn't have been in that situation. Shouldn't have been in those situations. Yes. In the Knicks won. Uh, did we blow a lead in the Knicks game? Yes. In the we blew a lead in the Knicks game. Shouldn't Knicks have been in that situation. Yeah. Um, what was the other one I saw? I, the other one was the Wizards game. No foul on DeRozan's three. I can't remember that game. I don't oh, remember that one. Yeah. I know I did see I the, even, the last two-minute report. Like yeah. I went and looked to make sure that they were all on there. Um, so it is on there, but I don't remember that one. Uh, the, the foul on DeRozan in that last game, right, like that was a second of a back-to-back. -back. That was a game that was winnable. He was taking a mm -hmm. game winner. Right? So, like, I'd say one of the three, you shouldn't have been in that situation. But – and here, here's my thing, though. Even or one with of the that, four. It, it does change my. It would change, if the Bulls right now. You said they would be twenty and sixteen, right? They would be twenty. They would be twenty and seventeen. Right now we said it's sixteen and twenty one. Okay, it would change my outlook as far as I think I'd be more favorable to the season. But I still do think the Bulls still either way would need to do because you're still not a championship level team. One hundred percent. So so, but it does change it as far as like well, we're now this team that we're like oh, well, are we even going to make the plan? Are we even going to do this? We're a team then that's like, okay, we're a playoff team, but how do we get over the hump? And that alone changes that conversation. That's a drastically different conversation. And I think the biggest thing that you said there, right, is that changes could come from this. You got to understand, this is not. This is why the NBA needs to address this first and foremost, right? And I think here's, here's what I also know is going to happen, which it might work in the Bulls' favor. 
We know how the NBA is. They hard shift, right? Like it's going to go hard the other way where all of a sudden the Bulls are going to get all these calls. And yeah, it's going to go in our favor, but that's not the answer. That's not what I want. I want to see an NBA that is fairly officiated so that the players on the court can put the best product on the court on a night in, night out basis. That's that's really what I want to see. I want to see the best basketball that I can see. But you're you're not just talking about oh, the Bulls lost a couple of games here and there. We'll, we'll, we'll change the officiating one way or the other to, to shift it back. You're talking about, right, like, there's players that might not be on this team. Yeah. There's players that could lose minutes. There's players that could lose their position in the rotation. There's players that could be – there's coaches that might not be a part of this team. There are – right, like, you're talking about people's livelihoods that because you're not doing your job well, you could be costing them their job. That's a great point because as much as we did talk about um, what, how we would view the team differently, let's say Bailey Donovan didn't get a contract extension this summer and he was we, they were struggling. What if that loss last night would have got Billy Donovan fired? That's that's really what it is. That's really what you have to think about at the at the bottom line. And I'm not here's the thing. I we both agree. Even if it's 20 and 17, we'd be looking at it and be like, hey, uh, this ain't exactly the, the the roster we thought we had. We we didn't expect to be 20 and 17 right here. Yeah. But legit, right? Like, what if this get what if what if uh where the Bulls are gets Kobe White traded? Mm. Kobe White has to uproot his life. Like it's not just his playing time, he has to literally uproot his life and move to another city because this team isn't working out. DeMar DeRozan gets traded. Uprooting his life, right? That, that this is this is bigger than just oh, he missed a call here, he missed a call there. It's a game at the end of the day. People's lives could 110% change completely based on where this team is early in the season. When the trade deadline gets here, guess who looks good? Kobe White, Alex mm -hmm. Caruso, Andre Drummond. Those are got Nikola Vucevic. Those are guys that look good. They live here. Yeah. Vooch just bought a house. Vooch just bought a crib here. here. Yeah. He lives here. He has to uproot his entire life if we move on from him. Because you're calling the game, officiating the game poorly, and you're changing the level that these guys can play at because if Zach Levine wants to play up on defense, you're going to blow a whistle every time. He's got to be there in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. It's deeper than just, oh, we missed a call here, missed a call there. It, it gets deep out here. And hopefully the NBA is looking at this because, yeah, I mean, I and honestly, bro, I'll tell you this. this You're the first person that ever pointed it out in that light, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, you are absolutely right. This could not only change. You said that they made, they changed history with Billy, with uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell scoring 71 points. You could be changing people's whole livelihoods yep. by the number of missed calls that you're doing. That's that's huge. That's powerful. And so next up, we're going to talk about what could, what should the Chicago Bulls do at the trade deadline with it fastly approaching a little bit over a month away. But first, I got to talk to you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Pat. So with all that, 
and everything where the Bulls sit, regardless if it's because of refs, because of whatever else, this is where we are. Yep. Trade deadline is February 9th, I believe, this year. Somebody fact check me on that if that's not correct. I believe that's around the area that it is, which puts us a little bit over 30 days away from said trade deadline. What do the Bulls do? I, I think there's a real chance that Vooch isn't a part of this team. I, I think that um, you you try to get – I think you have to try and get better defensively down low because the style of defense that you're playing doesn't work on a consistent basis where you see Ayo DeSumo coming underneath the screens on a lot of those plays, right? You see uh, DeMar DeRozan playing underneath the screen, and I'm sitting there, I'm just like, why are they going under the screen? Well, it's because – uh, if this guy decides to dive, they don't have good enough defenders down low for you to for you to get back and help. So I think you need to find some better defenders down low. Um, I think at, at this point, right? Like I know I I might I might have went a little hard on P. Will last night. I might have went a little hard, but I do believe that we've not seen the level of player that we need to see to rely on him at our power forward position for the rest of this season, one hundred and ten percent. And you might need to get him some help down there. Doesn't mean he can't be in the starting lineup. Doesn't mean that he can't. But you need to find somebody else that can go down there and can give you that solid defensive effort uh, on a night in, night out basis consistently and isn't going to get pushed around. I don't know who that guy is. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, um, I don't have a list of targets. I, I, I would I would say honestly, right? And it's I, I told y'all earlier in the season, it's going to piss me off. But don't be surprised if Mo Bamba becomes a Chicago Bull anyway. We know he wants to be here. We know he wanted to be okay. here. Here's He's already question. signed. I'm going I'm to throw you this. Let's I'm do it. I'm throw you this question. With the increased play of Kobe White, is he a trade ship or has he made Alice Caruso expendable? Now, he's not, not the defender at all that Alice Caruso is. No. But if you're getting a defender at the, at the power forward position, would you move Alice Caruso to do so? I don't think AC is untouchable. Oh, um, for sure. For sure. How old's AC? Is AC 28? He's still pretty young, too. I, 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 bro, I think a lot of players are younger than you think. I, th- I think Alex Caruso is like think 27. AC, I think AC is 28. Hold on, I'm about to look it up. I know he's under 30. He's 28. You are actually absolutely 28. right on that. Okay. Um, finally got an age right. Shout out to Steve <laughs> on the chat. I know he's going to comment that. Like, Pat, got an age right. Forget you, dog. Um, but... I, I don't think he's untouchable. I don't think he's untradeable. I think he's a piece that probably brings you a little bit more value. I mm-hmm. think the question there is, right, what's your plan on re-signing Kobe White? What kind of money do you think you're going to have to re-sign him to? Uh, because you did decline that option on Kobe White. I, I think both guys could be on the table. I, I don't think you end up moving both guys. But I don't know if Kobe White's the piece that makes AC expendable. I think it's more so the fact that you can get a little bit you can probably get uh, the, the I gotta, player. I gotta correct you. They didn't decline Kobe White's option. He's playing on the option right now. He's playing on his fourth year option. I thought they declined his. They picked it up. His yeah, rookie that, deal. That's what he's deal? on. His fourth year option right now is his fourth season. Okay. <laughs> when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I thought I thought that his and RJ Barrett's didn't get picked up. Thought they were in the same boat on that. But okay. Um. Because they came in the same year. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd be wrong sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that um, even even better, right? Like, you you have to you have to look at Kobe White as a piece that is very young, could be trending in the right direction, could be a piece in the long term. I think that question also comes to 
Uh, what do you view Kobe White's health this season? Because how many games has Kobe White missed so far? This season? Six he's or been, seven? He's been injured a few times. What's he played? He's played in – you're not going to show me the games he's played in to this point? I got to go to basketball reference. I got to go all the way to basketball <laughs> reference. They're making you work for that You're going to make brother. me work for it. So he's played in 29 games this season. The Bulls have played 37 games. So he's missed eight. He's missed eight. Not bad. It, de- yeah. it depends on down the season, right? Because, again, Kobe White's another guy, very much like Larry Markkinen, very much like Wendell Carter. We did not get rid of these guys because they suck. Mm-hmm. We got rid of these guys because they couldn't stay on the floor. Yeah. Which is still the case with both of them. I think Larry was more because Larry started declining, but that was because Boylan killed him. But I mean, I, I think Larry declined, but I think it, it also was like when Larry was playing well, then he got hurt. And then when he came back, the Bulls were kind of clicking a little bit, and they tried to put him in, and it didn't work. And then they were like, all right, well, sit over there. So I think that they – I mean, like, your best ability on the court is always going to be availability. There's there's guys that – Kobe hasn't played – he's played 69 games his second season. That's the most he's played. 65, 61, he's played 29 at this point. If that's – what, if you're okay with that, let's roll with it. I think that's right around kind of the threshold. But Caruso also okay is a with. very injury-prone player. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so okay, here's the, here's the, to, to bring the question all back home. I, I know nobody's untouchable, but if you had your pick between moving Alex Caruso, who's probably going to net you more back, or moving Kobe White because you don't want to sign him to that contract, and you probably maybe have to package the Portland pick to get the equal value to what you can get trading uh, Caruso straight up, which way would you go? That's t- I. I want to say I would. I want to say I would move Kobe because Caruso's still under contract for what two more years? Uh, yeah, I think so. After this, I I, I want to say I would move Kobe because of that. His his offensive game has fallen off a cliff though. <laughs> That's Bro, the- <laughs> as much as he's improved everything else, that offense. And then Alex Caruso, it's not like his deal is super expensive either. At the yeah. most, his last year, his deal's only $9.8 million. Kobe's probably going to start off at that. Yeah, he's giving you great production Yeah, at that $9 million number. I, I probably, and I, I don't feel good okay. about moving either. Another question. Let's do it. If it's Kobe and Javante to get you the power forward that we need on this roster. Yes. Okay. I think you need that more. We have so many guards. You yeah. have so many guards. And, and if and, I'm keeping Caruso, Caruso can slide into that spot that would have been Javante. Hopefully, Ayo DeSumo steps And what I've been up. telling people all year is that I understand we love Javante. Javante Green is a Chicago Bulls-type player. Yeah. But because he's 29, going into unrestricted free agency for the first time. Yeah, you don't want the, him here. You don't, like, there's going to be a championship team that offers him the full mid-level exception. And the Bulls just aren't going to be able to match that. So you might as well get value. Javante to Philly? I feel like Javante to Philly actually I works. feel like Javante to go. I, I know you said I was crazy for this before, but I feel like Javante to Golden State may be the move. That's not bad either. He shoots better than Gary Harris, who was there. I'm just uh, saying it, bro. It's not, it's not a bad take. It's not <laughs> a bad take. I, it... it you send it. You can't See, tell me tough. Steve that's Kerr tough, would not love hold to coach up, Javante up. Green. Here's, here's the thing: Are they sending us back Wiseman though? Because well, that, that's... I'm not saying for a trade. I'm saying if they if he hits unrestricted oh, if somebody agency, offers him, that they're going to offer him the full mid level exception. I feel like that that I could see happening. 
I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see that happening. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I, I think it's you have to move on from some of these guards. You have, you have to. to. There, I, there's literally no big man on your right. And also, go get big men that Billy wants. Like, I need AK to, like, talk to Billy and be like, hey, who's a big man that you like? Who are you going to actually play? You who, know what I mean? Who's 6'9 and above are you actually going to put on the floor? 6'9", uh, 6'10". Six, six, Let's start at 6'10 and work our way See, up. Like, you're, 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 you're sounding too much sensible. It's not going to go that way. <laughs> <Billy Dyer. laughs> you, you start off at 6'10", he's going to be like, all right, now, now, I, I, I don't know about that. You... <laughs> <laughs> You go six nine, you may be able to sneak in somebody six nine and a half with shoes on in there. You may be able to end up with Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. (laughs) But I'll tell you this: if we end up with Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac for like a a Javante, Kobe White, Derrick Jones Jr. package, and Jonathan Isaac actually can get healthy and get back on the court, that may that trade may be a win in the long run. Fam, Jonathan Isaac ain't played since he was twenty one. Twenty one years old. He is twenty five. That's nuts. That's nuts. It's insane. That's that's crazy. But so I want to Who is his agent? Shout out to that guy. I need he him. gotta be represented by Clutch Sports. Bro, I need him to represent <laughs> us on lockdown. We gotta we gotta work out a new deal with Spade. <laughs> that is funny, bro. So his agent is John Weschler with 24-7 sports management. Hey John, I need you, my boy. <laughs> and and th- there is some misleading there. He did play. Jonathan Isaac did play in 2020. So how many he played games? a game in 2020? A game? <laughs> a game? <laughs> a game? Come to the third segment, bro. Let's break down this game versus the Nets. Bro, right. I'm not messing with you. Said he, it's misleading. Man, checked in for 10 minutes and fell over. I love doing stuff like that to Pat, but um, he said a game, bro. He said a game. A game. Um, but all right, so we got to preview this game. The Bulls face the Nets tonight, bro. And the refs. Let's just go ahead and say it. the Bulls face the refs and their and their opponent. Um, what are you looking for the Bulls to do in this game, bro? I, I'm past. I don't know how to predict Bulls games anymore. I'm not I, I don't. I don't plan on predicting Bulls games. You know what? All I'm looking for the Bulls to do in this game is play like you did in the first half. Right. The, the, the it's impossible how the game was officiated in that last game. It's impossible to say, don't let the refs take you out the game. I saw a couple of people comment that you can't blame the refs. You can't let the refs take you out. That when, when a game is a fish, if it's, if it's like the New York game, I'll give you that. If it's like the Milwaukee game, I'll give you that. When you see a game officiated that poorly, there's no, and I, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's such a focal point right now. I don't think that the Brooklyn Nets game will be officiated that poorly. I think we'll probably see Gucci ref in there, but um, I, I think that all of a sudden the, the Bulls are getting foul calls on everything, everything, bro. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, I think here's the thing that, well, I think that's just the NBA. We, we saw that, right? Like last year, DeMar DeRozan lived at the free throw line and in the second half of the season. He couldn't get a foul call to save his life. Which is true. Like they they over adjust so hard. So I think that coming down the stretch, going into the second half of this or go, going into this Brooklyn game, if they played a game the way that they played in the first half of that Cleveland game, the defensive rotations were gorgeous. Mm. How the Bulls rotated, how the Bulls moved the ball. And you know what? For the first time we saw it, me and Kid talked about it when we were doing the, the live call. You saw DeMar being one on one while the Chicago Bulls were still running the offense. Mm hmm. That's why, like, chef's kiss. That's what, and that's all you have to do, bro. And move without the ball. That's all you have to do. Demar has such a unique talent to be ball dominant. 
you can find a way to do that in the flow of the offense. And if yes. you can find the perfect balance between the two of those, you got magic. And I yeah. do like, I will say this, we've, I've done a lot of a, a lot of crapping on Billy Donovan here lately. I will say over the last probably 10 games or so, I like how he uses DeMar and Zach on and off the court when one of them's sitting there. I like the the. I, sometimes I feel like he leaves. Do you Zach like off. Billy Donovan's rotations? Bro, Is that what you're I'm saying? Say, with those two players specifically, because I will still say this: there are still too many times where there's Javante guarding somebody who's six eleven, and all we keep seeing is hook shots, and Javante's just like, "I'm trying." It's not because of lack of effort. <laughs> But I'm trying. Do end up, and Javante Green end up on Giannis at like half court. And you just be like, why'd you go with that bar? Like, <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> like, what? And Javante be looking too like, all right, well, I guess this is what we're doing. I got this. <laughs> I'm on Giannis. I'm on Giannis. I don't know. I, he's 6'11". He's basically seven feet tall. I yeah. am 6'3". <laughs> now, the Bulls um, did beat the Nets early in the season. But that was before the Nets got rocking and rolling. I'm going to ask yeah. you this. What matchup? Do you think it's going to be most favorable for the Bulls? And which one do you think is going to be to the Bulls' detriment tonight against the Nets? Uh, I believe that Zach Levine, who would he be matching up with? He would be matching up with, is Seth healthy? Is Seth even healthy for this game? Yeah, he's been playing, right? He would probably be matching up with Seth Curry, I believe, in that situation, okay. or maybe a little bit of TJ Warren. I think that's going to be your best uh, your best matchup. Joe Harris also as well, probably. I think that's going to be your best matchup, trying to attack that, trying to fo- focus in on that, uh, even if it's Kyrie Irving. Although, Kyrie, did y'all see Kyrie do a putback dunk the other day, bro? What's, what's this man Kyrie bro, on, bro? Let, let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about TJ Warren, who was out of basketball for two years, only played in 13 games out of the 37 games. But is averaging ten points per game and doing he, it in a way that it's like he got he's the old man game, bro. That's yeah, what it no. Is. He 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 has literally been a huge pickup for them. Um, he's he's probably the player that we'll talk about. That's just like why is he killing us? That's probably gonna be T.J. Warren. Yeah. Uh, with I was gonna be like Utah Watanabe. Utah Watanabe's another one, bro. He's always good to kill you uh, because he doesn't play well. Uh, only thing he's known for is uh, getting dunked on by Anthony Edwards <laughs> and uh, being a, a verse in a Kanye West song. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know uh, prediction win loss wise what to expect on this, but I think your best matchup is that. I mean, your worst matchup is always going to be whoever's guarding Kevin Durant. And I will say this, not for nothing. Kyrie Irving's never had a good game against Iowa. But you know what's – you're right. But you know what's funny when you say that, though? But I can't remember feeling like Io locked down Kyrie either. It's like, what is it? No, literally, it's. I think it's just because, like, Kyrie just wasn't a part of the game. I don't think Kyrie scored 10 on Io. That's crazy. Fact check me on that. I feel I, like I, Kyrie Irving has not scored 10 points against Io DeSumo yet this season. So I, I feel like it doesn't feel like he dominated him because Kyrie just wasn't a part of the game. I'm looking this up. Give me one second. I might be wrong on that. That last game, he might have. I don't know but why my internet is now deciding to act slow. Now the internet's tweaking. Now our voices are going to sound crazy. It's all good. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think I think that, right, like that's those are, your, of course, your biggest matches. Wow. In two games played. Kyrie Irving averages six and a half points, five rebounds, and five assists versus Io DeSumo. Yep. That's bananas, bro. Yep. He has not scored in double digits with Io DeSumo guarding him. 
And that's and listen, that, that's literally like he was playing. Like it's like thirty-two minutes and, both oh, yeah, games, he, ain't it? Twenty-five minutes and thirty-three minutes. So it's not like he wasn't playing. Yeah. So I mean, like, listen, not now. Listen, Kyrie Irving might hear that and be like, "Okay, I'm about to destroy this kid tonight. He has that ability. I'm not gonna act like he doesn't." Bro, but, this season when they played, he shot sixteen percent. Oh yeah, he was awful. That's he was awful. Crazy. I did a really good job. I did a really good job. I remember that. But I, I think that the thing with the Nets here is also, again, another team. Love the streak that they're on. Playing well. When you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on a string, uh, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. Oh, you know what? I'm tweaking. I said that, what's his name? Kyrie is the two. Because Ben Simmons is the one. Ben Simmons has been starting at the four. Has he been starting at the four? Ben Simmons has been starting at the four. He's got the ball in his hand a lot for a dude starting at the four. <laughs> They've so been basically, they've been using him as, as in the Chris Webber role. Who, who, who are you going to have guard? I mean, he kind of guards himself, but I don't want to say it like that. Like, who are you going to wow. have? I mean, playing no, the right. lanes, he guards on himself. That. Huh? He guards himself. He does, but I mean, like, who are you going to have playing the lanes on it? Well, here's here's what I'll say before I get too too far off of that though. The teams that they've beat on this streak: Spurs, Hornets, Hawks, Cavs, Bucks. But I believe Bucks was without. Half of that team out there. Um, now you had Giannis, you had Drew Holiday. That's a good win. Uh, they beat the Warriors on the road or at home. So Warriors on the road. Pistons, Raptors, Wizards, Pacers, Hawks again, Hornets. Not exactly. You're you're knocking down the door of every team every night. That's the greatest team. Mm-hmm. But the Bulls haven't either. So I feel like while they come in with this streak that is kind of daunting, it also doesn't feel like they're unbeatable. For sure. We'll see, man. The Nets are definitely a beatable team. They're playing the best basketball right now, the second team in the Eastern Conference on a 12-game winning streak. Um, And this would be the type of game after how the Bulls last two games that they bust this streak up. Yeah. So let's it, see if it, they can execute and do it. I yeah, I don't know. That's what does. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's where we're at right now. What's your prediction? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what team we're gonna get. I don't know what refs we're gonna what get. What refs do we have? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. They, they, listen, they might over overdo it the other way, right? Like you got Patrick Williams guarding Kevin Durant. That's not exactly a matchup that's worked out amazing for us in the past. It, Kevin Durant. I mean, I Kevin would Durant. hope that he's gonna be guarding Ben Simmons. I like that matchup. Oh, tomorrow, Kevin. DeMar did pretty good on Kevin last season. I kind of can live with that. I would rather have him guarding Ben Simmons. I'm not going to lie. I mean, ben I Simmons would goes Don't off at wrong. 30. Pa- if Patrick Williams is going to be this player that we want him to be, he needs to be guarding Kevin Durant t- tonight. I've given up on that dream. <laughs> I've given up on that dream. I'm sorry. I know that, listen, I know that that box out is harder because Donovan Mitchell can take off before Patrick Williams can get there. <laughs> He's back He's to the box out. He's 6'1". Your arms are 7'11". You know what seven I mean? Seven foot eleven. He got eight foot wingspan. Foot is that what we doing? Here? Basically, yeah. I mean, what what is his real wingspan? Ain't it like seventeen? Seven something one. like seven, seven one. one. Whatever it is, long. Get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how the Bulls do fare tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but Pat, if you got nothing left, man, that's it for today. Hey, man, follow us on everything at uh, Locked On Bulls. Been tweeting over there on the Twitter side, having some good conversations with you guys. Can you, you can tweet also- somewhere else other than Twitter? Um. <laughs> I hate this guy. I hope y'all understand that. Uh, he's my brother. I love him to death, uh, honestly. 
I hate this guy. Um, you can also follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen. Now, for your second listen, go check out Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked on Bulls. We out. Peace. Peace.